Hey, what's up? This is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. And this one's a great one. It's with Kelly and John Kirkland. They own John G's Barbecue in Peachland, North Carolina. I just love this story. You're going to find it super fascinating how their progression went. Their place is only open on Saturdays, the fit the brick and mortar location, and they have a tremendous following. So there's a, a good sized line. They get into what's the best time to come so that you do get a taste of everything. But there's a line there, a very long line at times. It's amazing culture that they've created and it's definitely an off the beaten path place they also talk about their food truck and when you can visit that and get john g's but it's a different menu a little bit a pared down menu but this is great it's i I love talking to couples about their barbecue joints and john g's is a place i've wanted to visit forever and i've also wanted to talk to these guys forever i really know you'd enjoy this i so appreciate them taking the time to sit down and share their story and share everything about their restaurant but remember stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah good we're afternoon. good. Glad we finally got a chance to talk. I've wanted to talk to you guys for a long time. I've been huge fans of what you have done from afar. And then I've heard so many different people that I've interviewed say, mention John G's. So this is a, a an honor to talk to you guys. No, yeah, thank good. you for having us. It will get into all about your restaurant and all about, and I want to talk too about like what times people should show up and different things. So that way it kind of, this is a good guide for people, but you guys both grew up in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I moved to North Carolina when I was like nine years old. So okay. it's been yeah. my home most of my life. Yeah. I actually grew up in Marshville, which is 10 minutes from our restaurant. Oh, I heard of a guy called Randy Travis. Yeah. Hometown. <laughs> Travis. Oh, oh, is it is it his hometown? Yeah, I grew up in Statesville, which is just north of Charlotte. So nothing. I mean, just with all within an hour of Charlotte, pretty much mm-hmm. my whole life. But you guys were, from what I was reading about, what I've been reading, you guys were on different paths. What do you want to go into the, your different path, and then how you guys met each other? Still not sure about that path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, y'all. That's for all of us, right? When I was in healthcare, I, I started out in 2007 as a nuclear medicine technologist. Man, healthcare just basically changed radically in like 2008, uh, 2010. They apparently thought I was doing good enough for that job that they promoted me to a manager role. Man, it just it took a toll on me, honestly. Like it was just very productivity driven healthcare and stress like you wouldn't believe. And yeah, so we, we started the food truck 2016 mm-hmm. and uh, kind of took it off from there. But uh, I didn't hang it up till 2020, actually, in March June, somewhere on there. I wrote my resignation on butcher paper and texted in after 13 years with the uh, company. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That's so great. I was also in healthcare. Um, I worked mainly part-time and that's how Garen and I met, but I was a competitive dance teacher from the time I was 18, really. And so I did that mostly until 2020 as well, when COVID kind of changed things for extracurricular activities for children for a while. I stepped away from that to focus solely on John G's. So here we are. Will that be something that you still do every so often? Well, I still pick out a lot of music for a lot of my old students who have moved on to different studios. So every summer they're texting me, asking me for you know, can you find me a song for a solo or a duet or whatever? I wouldn't be opposed to going in to choreograph a couple things, but I don't think I'll ever go back to that full time. Um, John G's has sort of taken over. That world is, that world is intense. That's a really competitive world. It really is. As Garen said, healthcare took a toll on him. Mm -hmm. Um, That industry did take a toll on me as well. And so it's been nice to step away and still be on the outside and get to enjoy the kids just from the outside. So we also share something in common. We both have KK for our initials. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
Well, my name is Kelly Harrington Kirkman. Well, we have the same. I have Harris as my middle name. So K-H-K. Oh my gosh, they're like exactly the same. I love that. So then you guys met in healthcare. When did you guys, how far back was that? I think it was 2010. Yeah, 2010. Got married in 2013. Here we are. 10 years later. How does barbecue fit into this picture? I guess, uh, well, necessity. (laughs) I don't know. Garen, um, he just had his mindset on smoking brisket. And it was a... I guess go one step further back on that. I grew up with beef cattle. Well, farming in general. But Mm -hmm. uh, I would show beef cattle and livestock fairs. Always been around cattle here and there. So 2009, I think it was, I ate my first bite of smoked beef, aka brisket. Man, that was like a just an awakening for me growing up on pork chicken you know our um, family reunion it was a whole hog but it just wasn't as crazy of a thing like in eastern north carolina it was like you know this is what we did we had homemade ice cream whole hog just something about that bite of brisket just resonated that was at max speed shop max speed shop yeah you yeah. talk about I, I just hear the name and it just sounds like a cool name but i've never it, there's a couple locations right or something or yeah they've they've definitely grown, grown into like a full blown out restaurant group man we used to have a ball going like yeah. it was it was definitely more center ground barbecue i would say back then and now they're just kind of bar food which is fine but yeah. um obviously doing real good i think i pondered on that thing for like two years and i was just like man i'm gonna cook it like everybody's like oh, no, there ain't no way you can start a brisket like that's the hardest thing to ever to cook and i'm just like i got nothing to lose <laughs> and so, so you told kelly on. he would mention it talk about brisket a lot a lot like yeah. it just <laughs> One thing about Garen is when he gets his mind on something, most of the time it's it's either 110% or nothing. So he went out to Walmart <laughs> and yep. we bought a clearance brisket. Man, I, I had to talk him into uh, selling it to me because it was out of date. I didn't know at the time about wet aging and everything, but now that I know it, I don't feel as bad about it. I probably wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have told this story a couple of years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You weren't selling uh, it to the public. You were trying to cook it for yourself, right? exactly yeah it was home use only for sure man i found this brisket didn't know what i was looking for at all had a huge gash in it i remember the picture i have of it still has this huge gash and i was just like i'm not trimming that off because i paid dearly for this thing it was only like 40 bucks which 40 bucks then was a lot more money than is now yeah but yeah i I found a guy and he's like man i'm really not supposed to do it and i'm like i'm probably gonna screw this thing up anyway just just sell it to me like (laughs) mark it down i'm good i ain't gonna say anything so he did obviously um for the smoker, I got an old char griller from Lowe's Home Improvement and uh, put that, that thing together. very familiar to a lot of people. Man, I seasoned it. I thought this thing was going to last me forever. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, if I season it, it's, it's going to last. Like, I'm going to get my money out of this thing. And Well, it's lasted. I'm man. pretty sure it's still in our backyard. Did you have any reference online or books or anything? Or- I mean, this was 2011. I mean, it was... Yeah, there really wasn't. Yeah, there was some threads. Like, I went by that. I probably had, like, 24 different seasonings. I scored the fat cap. Like, oh, And then uh, just That's massaged funny. all this seasoning in there, wrapped it in saran wrap, and put it in the fridge overnight. The next day, I, I was using charcoal and uh, lump hit, uh, cherry. Hmm. I don't know why I decided cherry. Like I think because that's all we could find, honestly. Probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. I didn't know what temperature I was shooting for to cook at. Nothing. Like, I was just literally, okay, is it smoking? Nope. Add more wood. Choke it out. Make it smoke more. Like, it was wow. just the worst approach ever. We thought it was wonderful. My parents came over, and we all just thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You guys ate it in the garage? Yes. Yeah. Like, we had our little you know, folding table and our chairs. And I guess the catastrophe of the whole event was we didn't make it to the 
the fatty part. No, nope. we, we just started slicing <laughs> straight across on the lean. It looked like bacon. It was just the worst thing. Imagine. But it tasted Why? like beef, right? And that's like I, I guess don't... it did. I don't know. Smoke and something. <laughs> Twenty four different seasons. Hard to tell. So obviously, from that experience, you decided to move forward in your barbecue world. I like, oh, yeah. up. I'm not sure why or yeah. how. Yes, we continued on. Yeah. We forged ahead. So. Yeah. So yeah, just I think we tried to narrow down a butcher shop. Still not knowing what I was going for. Just shooting for these Packer label briskets. You know. Yeah. No, we, no clue what I was doing. I remember that we ordered a brisket from a local butcher shop and Prime it had yeah, to be Prime. It was, was at that point we only, yeah. you know we were only doing Prime, but well at that particular that was my first shot at doing a Prime brisket. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we went to pick it up and it was an entire case. And we were like, Oh, we don't know, like, we cannot buy this entire case of brisket. Like, I mean, side gig, like, Hey, this is gonna be 500 bucks, you know. I'm like, No, 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 no. Oh, I was actually digging through, and they were like, Oh, no, you can, you have, you, you've got them all. This is a special order. And I was just, Man, like, my heart just dropped. Oh, it's that feeling too, because you feel like they thought that maybe I told them something that, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, exactly. Just total miscommunication. But uh, I think I probably looked so frightened, for lack of better terms, that they were just like, you can just have one. We'll sell the rest of them. I must have been terrified for sure. Did you cook this on the same pit? Yeah, I actually cooked that for uh, a friend's birthday. I think it messed me up even worse because of the extra fat, I didn't cook it long enough. So it was even, this is bad. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like it was just unrendered, uh, totally undercooked, chewy, springy, insert, bad. <laughs> how does this keep going? So you're you're one of those guys that just sticks at yeah. it, right? Yeah, obviously. I was about to say, I really don't know what kept us going at that point, but I don't know. Like, we weren't just... having to make a living off of it. So yeah. that helped. Yeah, I guess a couple of years later, it finally started clicking up. But I think, I just hit one luckily by chance and just kind of stuck with me what I did. Kind of a little feeling like what I possibly did right or the feel of it. That helped a lot. Were you going to Max Speed Shop too, Kelly, and trying it? Like, yeah. like So you kind of knew what it should taste like kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly Texas stock barbecue. Yeah, I was going to say like brisket North Carolina it's not hard to come by now but back then it really was. But the way that they served it is not necessarily Texas style. I mean, no. we've had it in North Carolina chopped in a styrofoam cup before, yeah. which was It literally came out of a styrofoam wild. cup last time I was brisket <laughs> North Carolina. There's a lot better places now, but yeah. Well, I used to go back in like before 2009. My dad passed away in 2009, but in two, but I was working in business and we used to go to High Point all the time. We worked in the furniture yeah. business. So yeah. we would we would fly into Greensboro and then I would go to different places and that's the first time I, I had a chance to go to Lexington Barbecue and that was for me an epiphany because the barbecue wasn't great in Los Los Angeles either it was just ribs cooked to you know the end of yeah. time and they and a lot of sauce and so but but when I would go there I wouldn't I never saw any I the only meat I ate was maybe a steakhouse or a prime rib or something yeah 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 there was actually one other place I remember a, a brisket adventure going to and it was just it was more like a stew for brisket and I was just like yeah you know this ain't what we're after here and a lot of families have traditions of brisket in the oven with yes. lots of like with carrots and celery and onions and yeah yeah, yeah. a little story my grandpa obviously raised up with cattle and everything yeah. the famous story with him goes that yeah my grandma got tasked with cooking a brisket one time and it came out so bad he's just like put all of it in hamburger from now on like <laughs> so yeah that was, that was brisket in my family growing up because i was gonna say because you grew up amongst cattle like you would think that brisket maybe but obviously 
brisket is brisket and it was just part of the cow it wasn't yeah man if you ate meat cooked to more than medium rare in my family you're almost an outcast yeah <laughs> like, with yeah, so <laughs> go above that temperature was just nobody would have thought that meat could have been that good cooked to that mm-hmm. hot of a temperature. well i'm sure too like i don't know how how it is now but i remember because i've worked at barbecue joints people have said well this is well done this brisket's well done and you're like no, well, it's because they want to see pink because they want to see it rare yeah. or medium rare. Yeah. Yeah. But Which, then you got people who see the pink and think it's undercooked. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, and nice. Yeah. And there's also it's the chicken when people cook chicken and, and smokers and there's that. Yeah. So, so is this kind of like a just a weekend fun thing that just kind of a weekend warrior per se? Yeah. And we just kind of kept trucking and eventually like friends would say, hey, can you cook for my kid's birthday or you know dance we did competition dance competition yeah <laughs> he'd bring barbecue and everybody would eat and we'd invite friends over we had like a little get together at our house and we had like a, a suggestion box like what could we do better what did y'all love yeah, at that point we'd kind of thought like hey what maybe maybe we could take this thing public a little bit so yeah we had all the friends over in the backyard tables on the back patio oh box you know just come eat hang out and tell us what you liked what you didn't like what we can do better and that's sort of kind of when everything changed we we decided we were gonna reach out to a local brewery that had just opened and kind of try to give it a go remember what year this was that was 2016 Mm -hmm. yeah i had i had made the instagram account i think it was late 2015 roughly i I was just sitting on the back patio all night it's like man i'll just I'm going to hop on Instagram, you know, and just make an account about this and to see what happens. And nothing really felt right name wise, you know, just wasn't really feeling like flaming heifers or anything. I don't know. Like hat cow, I don't know. Like, but my grandpa, my other grandpa is a barber. And I can remember just walking into his shop and him calling me John G because my first name's John, middle name's Gary. But yeah, that was, uh, that's how the whole restaurant thing. John G's was uh, born. It's just, mind-boggling when you were serving that in your backyard was it just brisket and was it white bread or was it just brisket i think we did pork. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was probably just brisket and pork on us at that point some sides and man I, those side recipes pretty much haven't changed yeah. since wow. then how we go about preparing them trying to get a better consistent cook you know with them has changed but Honestly, the recipes have not changed hardly at all. Yeah, we've added some things, yeah. but our like base sides recipes have been the same for since 20, 2012, I guess. Were you still cooking on that that Lowe's pit? That's when I was. Yeah, um, I had probably I, I made an ugly drum out of a stainless steel barrel, a 55-gallon ugly drum. Determined pretty quickly that wasn't the smoke profile that I wanted, yeah. just that kind of I don't know. People use them all the time. I don't want to say anything bad about them, but it's no, just... it's, it's, it 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 works for a certain type of flavor that you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. If that's if that's what you like, that's cool. But uh, I don't know. Just kind of dialing in what I was wanting. That one didn't last very long. I bought another offset after that. Uh, like a nicer, yeah. still like commercial. We bought it at oh, like Academy or gosh, something. Yeah, it was like a old country pit, something like that. So, do you guys like scooted down to Texas at all and tried barbecue? Right. Or... Yeah point i think our first trip was in 2016 late around like our first pop-up and our first texas trip yeah we flew down flew into dallas over to fort worth all the way down to san antonio everyone between then flew out of houston and man it was probably one of the most memorable trips ever uh just felt like it lasted forever looking back at it i mean we we hit 
every place possible. A lot of people think I went in there and trained with the Texas guys, and I, I didn't uh, talk to them as much as I could, obviously. Kelly would wonder where I was at, and I'd be in the back <laughs> of the place. <laughs> I was just sitting eating the food, and he was, like, talking to the people in the back. <laughs> He'd wander around. No, that, that's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, the culture down there is incredible. wish it was more like that here. It's getting there. It's getting slowly. Yeah. It's, I'm starting yeah. to see. Like, you could make a tex- kind of a semi-Texas run in North Carolina, South Carolina now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'll never forget when Garen came to me and started talking to me about building a smoker. And all I could think was, how much is this going to cost? Like, (laughs) I'm not sure if this is the direction we should be going. I don't know. And we had some folks that we knew build our very first like 500 gallon offset smoker. Garen had, they had never done anything like this before. It was so foreign to them. Wow. There's a guy that builds pits in North Carolina and it, it was more traditional direct heat propane added here and there so i just approached them uh and uh yeah we built this thing just eyeballing it do you have photos that you showed them and yeah um that's still one of our main pits in use too by the way yeah just i don't know i think i basically found some kind of algorithm that said you know the the firebox should be like a third of the meat chamber and then the exhaust was all over the place we ended up putting like a six inch diameter stack on it and it, it just it was poorly functioning for sure. Doors were leaking. Had a lot of issues to begin with. I think that could have been expected. But you guys still use that pit, so you adjusted it, or did you? We yeah, had... it's it's had what four four overhauls. I think it's finally there. Ah, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, well, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> it, it works. Though. I mean, I mean, I know his personality. The guys know it now, so yeah, we can we can make do with it for sure. Do you remember some of the places that were memorable on your trip to Texas? Oh yeah. I mean, all the, all the key players, you know, Franklin snows. I mean, all those were huge. I do think that our last stop was snows. It was like, we got there at five or five thirty in the morning. We had to fly out that day. I'm pretty sure at that year, Miss Tootsie's son maybe had just passed away and Clay had just started um, with right. her. And so they were going through some changes. I just remember her demeanor and watching her work ethic and just talking to her for even just a few minutes. And just really thinking like this is who little girls role models should be like this, you know, um, it shouldn't be some celebrity or movie star. Like Mm -hmm. this person right here has been through life and is coming out on the other side, an even better person. Like there's something to that and the work ethic. That's amazing. Yeah, that's true. It's so true. So every day, when our staff or I complain about we're so tired, like this is too hard, this is too much. I really try to think about that trip and all the trials and tribulations that people go through in life. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, there are people much worse off than us. And we just have to put one foot in front Mm -hmm. of the other and stay positive to keep going. Because look, look look at all the things personally that she has had to deal with. Yet she still gets up. Like she... She's still like, obviously you've, and I think that you had mentioned that you have staff watched that uh, Tootsie Netflix and yeah. that, that, that one I've even had, I had my mom watch it and she was crying and it was such, it was so powerful. And it's the fact that she, I think it's too, it's, it's, it's that working all the time too, and keeping yourself busy doing something that mm-hmm. keeps you alive and that makes you, you know, and then and you could, you could have some change in the world you could actually affect look look what she she has no idea what she has done for your life yeah i mean just the end of that uh, i think it was a yeti you know a little 
that's what we used to show people. Uh, I don't think oh, the Yeti one, yeah, come out yet. But yeah, the little Yeti clip, you know, at the end of it, she says, "I don't use words I can't," and that's just so simple, but so so true in the barbecue world. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll put a link to that one too. I forgot about that one. That was really well done, and that yeah. one kind of that one kind of built on the one the Netflix one kind of was expanded it slightly, but yeah. it's but that's yeah. uh, but so then because that's when I that was one of my questions. It's like that's sort of your model is your the Saturday, Saturdays only kind of thing by coincidence I mean really it just stems the fact that I used to work Monday through Friday yeah and I would go home trim briskets I would cook and then we'd serve it Saturday and clean up on Sunday and go back to work um so that's really more or less a Saturday thing we started out under a 10 by 10 tent like most people mm -hmm. um and just gave that a good go for a couple of years and when we finally finally started selling out of what we thought was a lot of food at that point, we were like, okay, what's the next step? Do we do a food truck or like, what are, what are we going to do here? Yeah. And so we purchased a food trailer in 2018, um, which we still have today. Still use it. Yep. Yeah. We still use it every week. Yeah. That kind of alleviated the health department thing. We were starting to get into like temporary food establishment. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. I mean, literally had to wait for the health department to come clear you and then you could start cooking. We're like, there's gotta be a better way. I actually had a motorcycle that I sold. Yep. And that's what we used uh, to buy the food truck. He always says I made him do it because <laughs> I was pregnant, story. but that's not true. That's what, that's, that's the more typical story. Well, she wanted you to be, it's also, it's maybe it's like dual purposes. Yeah. Like it's, it's good for your life. It's a safer thing. It's a, I always, yeah. people have always like asked me like, are you going to, would you ever get a motorcycle? I'm like, I would be probably the guy that dies like the first day. Like that was yeah. like in a stupid way, but, but it's, so that makes, so then you got that, but you were, so, okay. That makes sense because you're, cause, because they, they would, the health department, is that how it is? It's not in every state, but they'd have to come out every day to sign you off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time we, we, we had to declare a, an event through the city of Monroe and then oh. get the TFU on top of that. And then they, after we did it for a while and I guess got on their nerves, they were like, Hey, because the the way the fair operates, you can get this thing and it's good for like six weeks or something. I can't remember the time frame. That might be totally wrong. But yeah. So that helped out a little bit, but it was still pretty, yeah, pretty rough sitting on the parking lot all night by yourself. Cooking then, so then the, the food trailer, was it a small, tiny food trailer? Or? Yeah, it's actually really big. It's, it's like 24, oh. 26 foot maybe with the tongue. Um, but we had gotten a commissary kitchen near our house that we could utilize for the food trailer. And so that, that helped us tremendously. Um, even in just doing Saturdays, it took a lot off our plate to be able to still work our real jobs at that mm -hmm. time and then be able to do barbecue on the weekends. In Peachland? In Marshville. So it's Marshville. about 10 minutes outside of Peachland. Yep. Mm -hmm. 40 okay. miles east. Charlotte. By a random coincidence, it's always weirds me out. I'm going back flipping through pictures. <laughs> I, I find a picture of the restaurant we're currently in that I took in 2016. So before we actually even did this thing, some reason I rode by the restaurant that we're currently in and just took a picture of it. Really? I don't know why. And now it's ours. It's what so was it? weird. It was a barbecue. It, actually, yeah, it was a place called Bosco's before that. And you can get everything from a Bosco burger to frog legs. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Barbie's barbecue after that. You know, whole shoulders, uh, gas-assisted smoker, Southern Pride. Yeah, the husband and wife actually got a divorce <laughs> while owning Barbie's Barbecue. <laughs> uh, 
Try not to be on that path. So. No, definitely not. That's this is proof by you guys like handling a, an interview with a guy from Los Angeles. That shows that you guys care about enough about each other that you could handle. Yeah. First. So that's so that so at that point, so you had taken a photo of that. That's weird. That's like, but that's the way I think life. That's how life is. Like there's yeah. there's no almost seems like there's no coincidences. Weird yeah. stuff happens all the time. Twenty twenty pre COVID. Before there was ever a mention of it i feel like uh we signed the papers to buy that building just to be just to have other more commissary space yeah um, we, we did not buy this building to be a restaurant we bought this building for kitchen space yeah, we really? food truck it. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean we were in charlotte so much with at this point with our food truck that we just felt like having a commissary close to home and then being able to prep and cook and all of those things there and then take the food trailer to charlotte um, and just kind of continue that path and do catering services. We were doing a lot, quite a bit of catering at that point as well. And then, yeah, co- COVID sort of changed all of that. Yeah, it was, it was me and uh, my friend's dad, who is the general contractor, John Bishop. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> me and him, man, we were just in there just trying to fix stuff, you know, get the layout right. For our rest, for, for, for the, the building, restaurant, for the, the kitchen. Restaurant, yeah. So, so when, then, so, oh, for, so, but for the commissary kitchen, or was this for the restaurant part? Yeah. Well, same one and the same. Okay. So at this point, we're just saying in commissary, we had started building that a little bit in the dining room, just, just in case, like, Hey, we, we might open this thing up, but it was definitely the back of the house out with the Southern pride and with the JNR because North Carolina is super strict on, uh, NSF, yeah. um, they, they'd want to see an SF stamp on everything. I'd never been a fan of the Oler concept and everything but i flew down to texas uh i guess in the 2019 and used their test kitchen and like kind of thought like hey i, I think this will work you know for jnr so, yeah. yeah for the jnr so you're using wood you're not using gas yeah it's no gas no electric assist just just wood and rotisserie action definitely just cleans up the footprint i mean it's, it's a pure workhorse i mean the amount of brisket and stuff it'll cook versus the, the offset which we still use for certain items that part of it is great i mean mm-hmm. i would I'll definitely take another one. Like his goal became, I'm going to cook on this oiler and it's going to taste like an offset. And that became his obsession and he did it. And here we are. Yeah. The goal is always, you know, I don't want to taste the difference between the offset and the oiler. Like Mm -hmm. I want to, like if there's ever a pit mastery thing I've done, that's, I'd say that's it. Well, and if you care about it, if it's important to you, you can do that. And a lot of guys in Texas, a lot of people across the United States are using JNRs and cooking that way. For sure. It's just, you have to care about it. If you just want to like throw it in and, like for anything and then say like whatever like it it, yeah, that's, it will do it but, yeah. it will do it, but uh you're gonna taste that so the pandemic hits so february of 2020 we signed papers on the building yeah. march was kind of when it's phase early. one in north yeah. carolina started we had put like our life savings into renovating this kitchen buying oh. this building all of the things we quickly realized like we're not going to be working in a brewery or catering anytime soon. So like, what are we going to do? And luckily we had that food trailer because I figured out how to do pre-orders online and just kind of sent up a prayer that people would actually place an order and show up on a Saturday. We streamlined it as the months went on, but Basically, what we did was like a drive through service. They had 30 minute time slots that they could come pick up their food. And we sort of looked at each other after a few times and said, people are driving to the middle of nowhere for barbecue. And it was bonkers. And I hate to say that anything good came of COVID, but I think it did show us a path that we would not have otherwise Mm -hmm. seen. And so that 
yes, like Saturdays were born out of necessity, necessity because we worked um, outside of barbecue, but really I feel like that's when barbecue Saturday was born, like for mm-hmm. us here. And I don't and think so- it's, I, I, I don't, I'm interrupting you, but I don't think that's a bad thing to say because my aunt died of COVID right before the, um, like before the vaccines came out and everything. And it was, tra- it's still tragic. It still traumatizes my mom. It was her best friend. It still traumatizes me and her, and her family, but there are glimmers of hope. There's, there's things like wonderful things that came out of it. And there are things like businesses that were sprung and, or pushed at, like mm-hmm. to become what they are out of COVID. So you have to, you know, that's the way I try to, I try to look at, you know, the, the small beauties in life or the small things yeah. in life. And, and that, you know, bar, barbecue Saturdays, like you said, were born from that, but it's still, yeah, like it's hard. It's hard to find, you know, something good and something bad but it's you know once kind of I don't know I think we went through like phase 1.5 or I don't even remember but um once they kind of opened up and we could open up the dining room I I mean we did so much research on like how we wanted our market style to look how we oh my gosh like the amount of hours we spent researching measurements on serving lines was ridiculous but I think Going back a little bit, one of the things, like the first night we bought the restaurant or commissary, whatever at that time was, I was kind of sitting there like, the restaurant's so small. The whole thing's like 1,500 square feet. And I was sitting there just looking like, where are people going to come in to order and all this stuff? And I was, I was looking at like, the only thing is they can do is just stay outside. Thinking like, who's going to be crazy enough to stand outside to wait for our food? At the, like they had done it for a food truck, but it wasn't an option. I was like, man, they're literally going to have like five people inside and whoever else shows up is going to be outside. I don't know. It just blew my mind. It didn't seem like something that would be attainable, right? No, it didn't seem like, especially because, well, most of our, most of our guests come from Charlotte or further. So, you know, they were used to a very different experience in barbecue than what we were going to be able to give them. And it showed up on reviews. It did, <laughs> you know? Yeah but not majorly i mean just i can see them in my head i can count them with my hand like yeah. <laughs> outside was not pleasant like that was a review a two-star review yeah. and you know it's like we didn't force you to stand here yeah. in the Nobody cold. like you, do that. Yeah. You, you chose this on your own like it's pretty well known at this point that you're gonna be outside when you're waiting and you're either gonna make the best of it or you probably are gonna be miserable yeah, so. yeah. See, what's funny is when i talked to arnis from evie mays he had said that he, he mentioned how people will go to a chain restaurant put their name in, get a, a buzzer, wait for <laughs> minutes. And then yeah. like and they wait outside a lot of times and they go in and they'll wait maybe 30 minutes for their meal. Yeah. We yeah. say that all the time. Like yeah. you're, yeah, you're going to go to a chain and wait two hours for a table and then still have to wait on a waitress, wait on your drink, wait on your food, all the things. So. Yeah. It's just funny. It's a fun, it's funny how people are. I think people it's like, the barbecue business teaches people a lot about human nature. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we heard somebody say something like, we we wish that we wouldn't brag about our line as much. And that's basically, I mean, our thoughts reading that were just like, we only do it to to tell people what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. It's not a brag At by all. any means. Your goal would be able to get people through in 10 minutes, a whole group, and then, you know, your day would be yeah. done. And it would be, yeah, like, that's just not feasible, impossible. Yeah. Did you set up during the pandemic, did you set things up for people to come in get food to go is that how you had it or did you have when once things were opening up more do you only have a little seating inside did you like how did how did that transition we had to mark off every other booth because you had to be you know six feet apart um and we want we only have like three six top tables so one of them wasn't in use we had put four really large uh, picnic tables on our back patio and so 
we just kind of made it work for them to either sit inside or sit outside or, you know, we do offer to go so we can package everything to go for them. So it was a little bit of both. And then kind of once things started opening back up, more people wanted to come hang out and stay. And so that's typically what they do now. Things have evolved for sure. But I mean, we have people sleeping on cots at midnight, you know, in front of the restaurant now. And you have that? Um, I didn't know you had that. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's our awesome. first, our first couple that showed up the whole day before. So they came actually 1130 the night before and actually got called back into work, drove home roughly an hour. Uh, it worked for the DOT. So I got a tree out of the road, drove back, had a cot, had a fan and set up at the front door, slept there. Yeah, I came in and he's like, hope you don't mind. I plugged in. I was like, dude, (laughs) (laughs) you can do anything you want to. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was awesome. You know, they were just, whenever they left that day, everybody, the whole line clapped for them. Do you know where they came from? Rockingham, North Carolina. North Carolina, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, then that must make you feel special because they cared enough to want to come the day before for your food. I'll never forget it. No. They're watching. uh, Please put a comment below for (laughs) what. Cowbunga hat guy. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you feel like, okay, this is starting to make sense and this is starting to become a thing? I think we, I don't know. I think we might have the same answer on that. I, I don't think we're convinced yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm, people think that we're like joking, but every Friday night we lay in bed and we look at each other and we're like, what if nobody shows up tomorrow? Like, what if this is just a fluke? What if our two years is up and the new is off and people don't care anymore. You know, I just hope that the experience and the fun and the, I don't know, the community, I just, everything, you know, we just pray that it keeps bringing people back. And I think, I mean, I do think the word just continues to spread and we're so, so grateful. I mean, I don't even, that doesn't even encompass the feeling that we have for everybody who comes out and does give us a chance and does wait through the line at a food truck or, you know, out at our restaurant. It's a feeling that I could never completely express. Are there people like that are coming back weekend after weekend? Are you seeing a lot of regulars too? Yes, we do have quite a few regulars and they kind of know the deal. They show up early. Um, and, you know, they'll kind of give their spiel to the new people who are showing That's up right. and make friends with them. And so definitely a good conversation starter in line. You know, the people that have been with us for a while and the new guys just kind of all sitting there getting amped up, getting their order ready, might order something that they didn't plan on ordering that somebody else tells them about. So, yeah, definitely got some regulars. Yeah. Over the last year, our line has grown significantly. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where I could say fall. And I'm not, I hope I don't jinx this, but there was a year where I could say like fall is our slowest time, you know, whereas we're right now, thankfully, we're still fairly busy on Saturdays. You know, we do have a a really significant line. And even when we post like, hey, short line, we still have lots of food. People see that. And 30 minutes later, we kind of have one more rush to get us through that day to to sell us out and all that. So I'd say within the last year, we have seen a big growth. So you guys open at 11, right? But you guys... What people are showing up? What's a time that you recommend? What what time do you recommend people coming? How what is the line like? And then what kind of food do you offer? I'd say if you want like everything top to bottom on the menu, eight to nine o'clock. Eight to nine o'clock. Eight yeah, to nine o'clock. I mean the beef ribs, kind of some more like trial type new stuff that we're doing. Uh, bone in pork chop, even jumping in the sliced pork belly white brisket thing. Yeah, the beef ribs are the biggest thing, and I mean. Not trying to switch gears, but the price of those has just gone through the roof along with everything else. But yeah, it just don't make sense for us to cook a ton of that stuff 
you know, the, not a lot the same of profit if any, if any profit yeah. in that, yeah. More honestly on those, but I still feel like I owe it to the people that get up early, hang out out there for so long. You know, at least at least I can just cook my beef rib. <laughs> so, so eight to nine, you have like a few people who show up at five o'clock in the morning. You know, but eight to nine is typically a, a good time. Probably just not a good idea to come at like eleven, ten thirty, or eleven. Yeah. I mean, it's we tread lightly on that just because if everybody shows up at eight, it don't do that good either. So I don't know. It's just. It's a just, hard question to answer. Yeah. That's Every the week, sense. we have that crystal ball, it'd make things easier, but I haven't found that. So if you really, really want food and you're watching this, and most people that are watching this or listening to this really do like like food Bar- that, that barbecue. So show up at seven or something or seven thirty. Probably a good idea. Perfect. Way, for a lot yeah. of barbecue people, that's not that early to get in line for barbecue. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I've done it, I'll do yeah, it again. Me too. You know? Yeah, that's same with me. And it's also too from what I've read and what I've seen in videos and things, the line is fun. The people are great. They yeah, are. hundred um, percent. The line is the best deterrent for unhappy people. Um, <laughs> because, you know, if you're out there in the line, you want to be there. You're, you're there for that community, that experience. And, and you're going to have a good time. Yeah, so. you, you see those people pull up, they look at the line and just hit the gas. <laughs> yeah. You it's know? like, it probably wouldn't be a fun day for them, you know. So kudos to them for moving on, I guess. Yeah. Well, there's some people. There's people too, like for any walk of life for Disneyland. Like there's people that the line is okay because they know what they're going to get into. They're they're around like-minded people, but it's you know there's other people that I don't want to wait in line ever in life. And well. still think we're a much better deal than that. <laughs> wait wait yes. two hours. Second ride, yeah. Go to Disneyland for go on three rides total and pay yeah, yeah seven thousand dollars for your family for a weekend. Yeah, magic, yeah, it's just magic. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we take our kids, so I'm not, yeah, we do. I'm I'm definitely not. <laughs> I go to it. I've taken my mom, like, I don't, I was divorced, but I, I, yeah, I love, yeah, I, I was, I grew yeah. up. My dad, my dad actually worked, he worked at Disneyland at the at night cleaning back in the oh, day, wow. like, he'd see Walt Disney right. biking through the park at night and yeah so he was because he went he grew up he went to orange coast college which is in orange county and then worked evenings with friends and they would you know sweep up disneyland clean the monorail and do stuff yeah there's a whole staff that has to clean it they'll make it yeah That's i keep it. threatening to get a little sign that says like the line ends here two hour wait <laughs> or whatever because every saturday i go out and talk with the line and uh do like approximate protein orders and yeah, just- that was i mean just you know, to, talking about tour in Texas, I mean, that was something that just really made sense eventually coming from Franklin's, you know, yeah, it did. because the, the last crowd of people would get there and wait the longest and then we wouldn't have brisket. So now it's, Hey, we're probably not going to have brisket, but we will have pork and bone and chops. And that was, that was huge. I mean, that was definitely one thing picked up from our That's travels. Yeah. It, it actually expedited, like our times got faster because they're able to talk to Kelly and figure out what they're going to order and how they should order. So our, our amount of food we can put through in an hour. I mean, it, it, it increased, um, to, to amounts that I never thought was possible in a one station line, you know, I mean, not like a Terry Blacks or yeah. anybody like that where you got multiple lines kind of thing, but, uh, do you have a setup with a cutter and then sides? Yeah. Yeah. Cutter, hot sides, cold sides, pay, and it's yours. Well, that's good too, because, 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 you are also teaching people that aren't used to it because when I work at places, you'd have to like, you know, you're every new person. And then there, but there's also those people. And I talked to some recently who come in that are, they're, they're kind of like, they've come once or twice and then they come with a group of friends. They feel like they're the, the guy. Right. Yeah. That yeah. Knows they're the 
and that feels good for them. It's a fun thing for people that that understand what's going on. Yeah. I love that part of my Saturday getting to go out to the line and I literally talk to every single person. Uh Um, you know, I'm nobody, you know, and most of them don't, don't know that like John Jesus ours. Um, so I just love hearing the like genuine, I'm so excited to be here. Like, can you answer questions about, I don't know, like we could, I could talk about proteins all day, but you know, it's just, I don't know, it's fun. Where'd you come from? Who are you? Like, oh, is this your kid, your dog, your whatever? Like, yeah, thank you, you for know. coming. <laughs> it's such a good, yeah. You know, we're like, hey, good to see you again. And they're like, you remember me, you know? And it's just, I don't know. I love giving people that feeling and I I love the feeling they give me. So, mm-hmm. and it also, too, it, it adds that human touch. It's not just a restaurant, it's a, it's a family, it's, it's people. It's, that's, that's so, that's, it's smart on many levels, but also, too, you know, it gives you some joy too. Yeah. It does. I mean, I, it would be hard to keep going if I didn't find a reason to keep going. You know, mm-hmm. this business is not for the faint of heart. Can we talk about your menu just so people have an idea? And is a cheer wine, the cheer wine link, is that something that's always on the menu or is it, well, let's get, let's get, let's get to your proteins and then your sides. So people know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, speaking of the chair wine, so that was another failed attempt early in the day with sausage. I read a couple things. It's like, man, I'm going to make sausage because I got to figure out something to do with this brisket scrap. It was terrible. It was like the worst Slim Jim, dry, bad Slim Jim I've ever had in my life. I, I dinked around with a little bit more and then finally... That was the Texas training I did have was I went to the Texas A&M uh, creative sausage class. Oh, I went, actually went to old city limits to Robbie. You might know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man, him there <laughs> and uh, learned a lot, man. Like I was so far off the mark with sausage making. But that that particular chair wine link uh, was just our normal hot link. And uh, I was in the trailer early one end of this you know, right after we got the trailer. Uh, so I added all my seasons and I turned around, didn't have any water, didn't have any bottled water in the fridge, but I had cherry wine. So I literally just cracked cans and just poured it into the slurry and that was born. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think I've made it any other way. The only thing I did add was actually putting the actual cherry wine syrup in it instead of the uh, actual soda to kind of help give it that little bit more robust sweetness. It's, I mean, it don't taste like cherry wine by any means, do they sell it as a syrup too? Is that something? Yeah, yeah. So you can they're, they're an hour up the road in Salisbury, or yeah, Salisbury, North Carolina. But uh, now that I have it on the the fountain tap at the machine. You know, got the machine. I just go there and tap into the box and get it out of there. But yeah, they'll sell twenty ounce bottles of straight Cherwine syrup. Oh, I didn't know. But, I, guess, I guess it makes sense. I didn't know if like you maybe reduced it down yourself or did something. Yeah, like the hard way for sure. If you chose, if you didn't have a bag in the box or. Chair wine syrup. Yeah. yeah, you could definitely reduce it. Yeah. So as besides that, we've got another link right now, a queso Texcano. Um, it's just your garlicky, cheesy. We actually use cheese from 10 minutes up the road from Brown Creek Creamery. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. One of those aha moments just I couldn't I never was happy with the high temp cheese. It's a lot easier to use for sure, but uh incorporate the Brown Creek. I love that stuff. Yeah. And it's so other pro- that's nice. That's really yeah. nice. <laughs> It, it does not get any more local than that. It's man, Peachland's only like four hundred and thirty people. I mean, Anson County, I think, is twenty two thousand. Like it's it's just I nothing. Today. But I mean, it's we're not. we're an hour away from Charlotte, mm-hmm. so uh, that helps. As far as other proteins go, I mean, brisket's the star of the show. Obviously, that's the first piece of meat I ever cooked, and all that stuff. That's what people are definitely going to get. I think right now we've got like eight proteins on the board. Yeah, we have a lot right now. Wow. Yeah, we always do this. We'll we'll grow it out have fun and then shrink it back down. <laughs> Maybe that won't happen again, but, uh, you know, typical 
stuffed turkey, pork, spare ribs, spare ribs, beef ribs, uh, the bacon burn ends thing. We we just cannot make enough of those things. I don't think anybody. Oh my goodness, they're just so tedious. So just the placement of those things, and it's like Thanksgiving. You know, you work so long, they're just gone. You're like, man, what happened? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big one. Like I said, we're doing the the Cheshire Farms uh, bone in pork chop. Mm-hmm. Now I've introduced the the white brisket sliced pork belly thing mainly just because we love it yeah <laughs> i hope we don't sell it all so we can all go down afterwards yeah but um what else we have brisket pork spare ribs turkey sausage links bacon burn ends beef ribs and then their specials yeah that's yeah. it does the brisket sell out first usually no that's we cook the most of it so i mean obviously the goal was after just getting so much heat from selling out sometimes like honestly i just rather have one extra just mm-hmm. so i don't have to hear it. <laughs> we try to make it last till the end of the day usually it's an hour or less before we close you know mm-hmm. kind of when that sells out we let it make it go till the very end so sausage pork and brisket we're probably gonna have until we sell out those and we can do like sandwiches we do a taco um, things like that. That's good to know. No, that's really important because people are curious. I mean, it's just not a endless thing. I mean, it just takes up so much room. I mean, I feel like everybody's doing these spills about, you know, trying to describe what's going on right now. But I mean, our yield on a, a brisket, like if we buy a brisket and cook it down, we're only, we only collect about 35 to 38% of that on average. Crazy. I mean, it's just takes up the whole rack and then it's just half of that. I mean, most people just don't realize that. Yeah. They don't think about that if you, you know, okay, great. You go buy a $70 brisket. I'm going to cook it at home. They don't, I mean, the time, the trim. It's really going to cost you 160 bucks, you know, I mean, it's, and your day and this is tools to do it. I mean, your time is valuable too. I mean. Sides wise, what do you guys. Sides are our biggest one, obviously is macaroni and cheese. And it's, you know, it's, it's got a lot of love into it. Then we've got typical baked beans. We've got jalapeno cheese grits. Brisket fried rice is a big one. And that was oh. that was a Texas ah moment from Blood Brothers. Nothing but respect for those guys. It blew my mind the first time I ate it. It's definitely inspired from that alone, 100%. <laughs> Make our own shrimp sauce, yum-yum sauce, as we call it, whatever up here. <laughs> uh, a fruit crunch, you know, in the South. It, it totally is a dessert, but uh, it's a side. <laughs> what is a fruit crunch? Fruit crunches, uh, we'll do various uh Fruit, fruit flavored fillings and then um you know the, the streusel oatmeal butter sugar okay. flour uh, on the top bake it off just makes a nice little crunchy top nothing fancy just good yeah <laughs> yeah just slap a little thing of bluebell on there and you're good to go a tater tot casserole but we used to do burgers back a couple of years ago we call them the g's burger <laughs> and so people were really sad when the g's burger went away due to some staffing things we had going on it was just i mean honestly purely we just couldn't make money on them like a 12 dollar burger but by the time we paid somebody four or five hours on the grill to cook 30 burgers like just like this ain't working out you know so uh we we cook the burgers the same way but we're putting them in a tater tot casserole yeah. that sounds really good so what's kelly what's in the, the tater tot casserole uh what's in the tater tot casserole so it's our g's burger obviously tater tots mm-hmm. um a mushroom like mushroom soup Bitch. ranch nothing healthy whatsoever yeah. lots of cheese you know lot yeah lots of cheese it's delicious <laughs> it sounds so good no it sounds like it sounds very homemade too it sounds it sounds like something yeah. someone making our house yes Nothing, I always tell people this, like nothing on our menu is fancy and nothing on our menu is super hard to make. It's just good food. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's all it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. just good comfort food. 
Um, we do coleslaw, traditional mayo-based coleslaw. And then um, we did do a Mexican street corn salad, which we still offer for catering services. And that um, was uh, that was pure necessity on the food truck was our electricity was limited on the food truck. So we had refrigerator space. So it's like, we got to have something like in, a the, cold side. Yeah, in the prep fridge, uh, cold side wise. But that actually has went away recently and we've replaced it with batata salad. Uh, but it's based on a Lebanese dish that I just love called batata hara. Huh. So same flavors, just into a potato salad. Is there a Lebanese yeah. restaurant that you guys visit a lot? Kebab grills, kebabji kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Zatouli's, Zatouni's. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. the name, but there's a few like in and around Charlotte that we oh, cool. that we like. It's just the flavors are so bold. I just love that type of food, a citrus acidic thing going. That showed up on our menu now. Our pudding is like our. Um, everybody expects us to have wait, say, that. Wait, say, say that again. I was talking over you. Say banana oh, okay. pudding. Uh, or Oreo dirt pudding. Oreo. So dirt pudding. Yeah. <laughs> and then pudding. Yes. Yeah. And I, dirt pudding is just something I grew up with as a kid, you know, I mean, straight up all the way to the gummy worms and we don't do that at the restaurant, but it's just a good, cold, easy finish after a heavy meal. Again, nothing crazy. Just, just good, good stuff. Well, I'm glad you guys don't have liver mush on your menu. I love liver mush. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Just <laughs> mustard, man. You know, what's funny is, is I've, I've never had it, but I, there was this guy, Lynn Lale, who worked at Drexel Heritage or whatever. He'd always, when he'd see me, he'd see him at different conventions and things. He'd go, I got to get you some liver mush, Kevin. got to get you some liver mush. And I didn't yeah, quite know what, it, I didn't know what it was, but then I've seen like special. I don't eat liver at all, but I will slam some liver mush. It's good. <laughs> the holidays are upon us. What do you guys do for holidays? And then catering wise. You guys can explain what you do. That's, yeah, probably the biggest highlight of the year is uh, you get to skip the line. Yeah. So yeah, it's pre all pre-ordered. We do a cold pickup. All this will be laid out pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, you can do a cold pickup or a hot pickup the day of. Uh, obviously, hot pickups are a little bit more limited because we only have so much room. It's it's a big time of the year. Uh, it's awesome how many tables around the area our food ends up on. Like I don't know, it's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. So Thanksgiving pre-orders will roll out beginning of next week, I think. Wow. And then um, they'll, we'll leave them open until about a full week prior to Thanksgiving, um, just to make sure we can get like purveyor orders in and all of those things. Um, and then usually the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we do a cold pickup for most of the day. It's all bulk. So it's all whole um turkey breast, whole briskets, whole pork butts, and then half pan side. So most of our half pans, we say on average feed approximately 15 to 20, just kind of depending on your serving sizes. So we'll either send reheating and slicing instructions, you know, with you, or you can do the hot pickup actually on Thanksgiving day from eight to 12 and it'll all be ready for you. That's great. That's, that's, yeah, picking up barbecue for an event like that is awesome it's so great it, it blew our mind last year the amount of like john g's bags we had laid out on each table with the tickets stapled to the bag oh. and just that people trusted us enough to let us feed them for a holiday you know our first year we did it we thought it was huge and we might have had 25 or 30 orders and we thought that was like amazing and then last year i want to say we had it was over 100 i don't remember how many yeah. but it was a lot yeah. Um, which for us and our facility and our sizing, that's yeah. a lot. If people are following you on social media, you guys will keep them up to date yeah. as to if you've mm -hmm. hit your hit your limit too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we can only cook so much. So. Yeah, I mean that's 
thing about a restaurant, I mean, you got to keep it cold, you got to keep it cook it, and then you got to keep it hot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes up a lot of room. Now, now you guys keep hinting, like talking about the food truck still. Like, do you guys do the food truck on different days or something? Or? Yeah, well, usually Wednesday um, is our food truck day. Um, so we're making sausage on Monday, trimming out, cooking throughout Tuesday into Wednesday, and then we go out. Usually Charlotte breweries uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, oh open the window about five o'clock we try to do it a little bit earlier if there's a line which typically thankfully there there is a line kind of waiting out for us so every wednesday people can look and look for you in somewhere in charlotte yeah most wednesday nights um will be somewhere unless we have a catering job lined up prior to scheduling that food truck i used to roll them out like a month worth of events at a time and i just quickly realized people do not read in full as soon as, as, soon as she post that's where they went that wednesday it was like didn't see the date you know yeah. so now it was on Sunday, Monday, and yeah, yeah, I've started yeah. to learn people don't read much no. anymore. Yeah, uh, the details. I'm guilty too, by the way. Me too. No, yeah, I am not. Totally. Yeah, totally. Not, not throw anything. Yeah, even yes. when I like to do prep for prep for these interviews, I'm like, I've, I've, I've read something completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't yeah, read. I didn't know about this. If we're gonna be somewhere, we post Sunday uh, or Monday okay. about where we're gonna be that Wednesday night. So. Well, that's cool. So people can get, is it the essentially the same menu? Almost. It's, it's a reduced a little bit. All the same, all the sides are there, but uh, in a food truck, there's just not that much room. So mm-hmm. usually limit it to uh, brisket, pork, and sausages. We do all of our sandwiches and tacos. Yeah, yeah I was so. going to say that makes, that makes the most sense for a food truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, we, uh, we added a meat plate. Everybody was wanting sliced brisket, so they would have to order a brisket sandwich and just take it off the bun if they kind of want it that way and we're like surely we can work this out so yeah now we offer meat plates it's just set by weight one meat two meat three meat you know three meats roughly a pound of meat so oh, yeah. yeah it's uh yeah you kind of get a little john g's feel on a, on a weeknight and every yeah. once in a while if you're lucky we do kolache pop-ups in charlotte oh. so um, we have a pastry chef, his name's Daniel, on our staff. He's wonderful, and he makes our kolaches for us. We kind of gave him the ideas we had, and he rolled with it. And uh, kolaches have taken off in North Carolina here. So I that was mm-hmm. kind of going back to that thing about, you know, we just hope people are going to show up. So our first kolache pop-up, we don't want to, like, show up empty-handed or short-handed or whatever. So I'm like, we'll do 600. And... uh just riding up there, I was like, what are we going to do? Like, they're not going to be good tomorrow, as good tomorrow. It's not like we can just get rid of these things. Man, we came up short. <laughs> like, we sold 600 clutches <laughs> in like two hours. Whoa. Yeah, well, somebody actually asked for another clutch pop-up mm-hmm. super recently, which made me really happy. We usually do it when it's cold, like when we're not really mm-hmm. running the food truck. Um, but we'll just kind of do a special event um, at one of our favorite breweries in Charlotte and just – Sell kolaches in the winter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Though, some... Keep everybody out of the cold. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that. It's that's a perfect handheld. Oh, yeah. That is mm-hmm. that makes me so happy. So you guys are just kind of you're having fun because you guys have smiled a lot during this too, which is yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, yeah. Like you're trying your best to enjoy your life while you do this because this the restaurant business is stressful, but yeah. We have a five year old, um, and he's just started kindergarten, and so really just to show him that hard work, you know, it doesn't have to be barbecue. We don't expect him to go into barbecue if he doesn't want to, but yeah. just that hard work and work ethic can actually get you somewhere where you'll be really happy in life. Yeah, definitely. That's, this has been uh, so eye-opening and so great. Is there anything that people don't know about you guys that 
And I wanted to say, I, I did want to say that in my past interview, I was interviewing, uh, I interviewed Dylan Cook from uh, Fork Grove Barbecue. And he did say, we were talking about different things. He said that when he sat down and had his first meal with you guys, he said it was a religious experience. Every time he ate something, he thought, whoa, like there's, and I, so that, so your heart and soul goes into what you're cooking and you're changing you know, the way people feel in North Carolina about Texas barbecue. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely one of those guys. I'll never forget the day came. Like, it just inspired me even more to, to be able to do that for somebody. Like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we got to meet his wife at some events, and he has two little boys as well. And so, you know, we just made a connection um, with him and his family, and um, we think the world of them as well. So, yeah. And I, but as, as far as, like, uh, something just kind of random, as we have no restaurant experience. Like, we never worked. Well, we never worked in a restaurant. Like, I guess you could say I worked like two weeks as a dishwasher one time. Yeah. Like, super long time ago. But other than that, no no experience in the restaurant industry at all. Just, like you said, doing what we love. You could do there's it. One, right? That's, go on. I was going to say, if there's one thing healthcare gave me, it was a uh, training in customer service. Mm-hmm. And just uh, in that aspect, I will say, for the most part, um, that is a positive that came out of working mm-hmm. in healthcare. Um, you know, but yeah, no restaurant experience. We just dived right in. And I've heard that, a, like I've heard other people say it, I've maybe read it somewhere is that opening a restaurant, it's not just about the food. It's not just about, it's, it's about the customers. It's customers. It's, if you can't deal with customers properly and try to make their experience great, don't go into the restaurant yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. That's a two way street, you know, like we was talking about, earlier i mean if you don't want to be there just don't come but yeah if you want to be there we'll, we'll have a good time i mean i i love getting out there talking to people i don't get to talk to every single person like kelly does but uh man it's it's a heck of a reward to get out there and talk to these people who come out and support us it's yeah talks to a lot he's being yeah. humble but he does he <laughs> he is out there talking to a yeah. lot of people i, um, I want to talk to everybody yeah yeah no, that's so good oh go on there's one thing I do want to say uh, in this interview is we have a core group of employees that work for us. And a lot of them have been with us for two plus years. Um, and even the ones who haven't officially been with us that long, I've known them uh, for many, many years. And we could not do this without them at this point. So we're so super thankful for that core group of employees that helps us each day, week in and week out. Um, be able to grow and do things like this interview, um, you know, because mm-hmm. right now the business is growing so fast, you know, we're not, it's not like it used to be in it. And it, it's probably not going to be, you know, hopefully for a while. So um, we're so yeah. thankful. It wouldn't be called John G's if I had to name it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's beyond me, man. Like it's, yeah. it takes a lot of people to do what we're doing. The way that we explain it to our customers and, and to our employees is, People sometimes don't know who John G is, and we are all John G. Like, like because, well, yeah, if you watch The Walking Dead, you understand that reference. But, Megan, we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're like the good guys of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that we are all John G's, and, yeah. and we're all here to give you that same experience, no matter, you know, who we are. Uh, we're, we're here to give you the John G's experience. Yeah. Wow. That's, and that, and I've only heard, good things in general about how you treat your customers, how you treat your employees. And, and that, that 
I don't like to, I really don't like to talk to people that are, that are nasty to people because I feel like that's, you know, that's, I don't know. It's, it's really bad. I, I, I know that people are going to ask when they see this, they'll write me and ask me to ask you guys about your merch. Do you guys sell your merch just at the store or? Well, it's hit or miss. I'm going to be honest. I really dropped the ball on that. That's what Darren would tell you. Um, we do have merch online, um, but it is more readily available actually at the shop. Okay. Um, but our hats and some of our shirts are online on our website. Oh, you cool. can there's a link on our website to the merch. Yeah. I mean, we, it'd be smart if we do like the whole drop chip thing, but it just, I don't know. It just feels so much better to write a little handwritten note, put it put in, in a box, box of the hat or something. You know I mean? It just, no, it feels right. Like that we get to do it. When I order stuff online and then someone's handwritten something yeah. really special. Yeah. It makes you feel really special. I love it too. I love to get little mail like that. So I, I hope, hopefully yeah. we're making somebody feel good. You are with our little yeah. notes. And if we, you we've see, yeah, it's all on the refrigerators and everything else around the restaurant. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. One mind. more shout out. This interview okay. is my dad. I don't know if you've heard about pops. He is our, um, he is our door greeter. That is my dad. Oh. Um, he is 76 and he um, takes his job very seriously. And he is probably, I don't know. He's people are like, where's pops? If he's not there, where's pops? Where's pops? I heard about pops. And so yeah. he's our most famous, lowest paid employee. <laughs> <laughs> pops. And so should people, should people refer to him as pops? Pops. Everybody calls him pops. Um, okay. uh, so, yeah. But that's me. Well, that's so nice. Cause yeah, my, yeah, my mom's 78 and uh, it's uh, just something special about it. Your, your, you know, your elder, elder relatives, and elder, I just love, oh, I, I, I love our parents. I think that people don't respect. I don't know. There's something weird like about the younger generation, which is like I feel so stupid to say that, but it's. I just feel that that's that makes my heart swell to know that your dad works the front, and so just does. Is he a greeter? Does he help with people? He lots of stories. Um, he does his best to kind of walk the line. Garen would tell you they are just stories sometimes. Um, <laughs> don't take everything too seriously. Some people think he's John G. Yeah. When I say it, I'm like, what is he telling people? About <laughs> <laughs> but now he can have that. But, yeah. Yeah. No, but he, he'll tell, he tells stories. He walks the line the best he can. Um, and he, if you have a dog, he's got dog biscuits. Yeah, he um, carries milk bones in his pocket. So uh, he's, he's good. couldn't ask for anybody better. Yeah. So. Uh, excellent. Well, if you have any photos too of anything that you want me to show in the intro of this or <clears throat> in a companion blog piece and stuff, that would be awesome. But thank you guys so much for taking the time. Really yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, this is yeah, nice to finally connect. Yeah, yeah. Long time in it's been fun. It's always it's always fun to share the story and talk about it and fuel our fire even more yeah yeah definitely we'll keep at it and i can't wait to visit you once once my mom's more settled we're gonna actually move to oregon and i'm gonna get like oh. a back a back house i'm gonna either build or have a back house and then maybe have some help for her too because right. you know, it's but she she'd ex accept that because she still has her faculty she's still getting stronger hopefully able to walk really soon again but uh she's had so many surgeries but uh then once once like, things get settled and, and i feel comfortable i'm gonna hit the road and I can't wait to visit you guys. Uh, love to have you. We can, Let do, us know. we can do anything for you while you're here, man. Just Let us know. please, please. Thank you. Out. Thank you very much. Yeah. I will. And also too, like I can see you guys on a Wednesday and a Saturday. That's right. Yes. We'll, we'll make it happen for sure. I was going to say uh, Kelly's parents live right beside of us too. So 
Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. We kind of we get it. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, last thing. So catering, just so people know, they can order, they can contact you directly about by, by catering, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a link. Contact us on our email. Um, you'll be talking to me okay. uh, when you when yeah, you send we, the email. We don't have any social media people, publicists, nothing. It's like I always tell people like because it's such a thing of the past or whatever, you know, it's like, if you message us, it's us. Like you're not getting some third party company, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's for now it's us. We're booking our catering is booking really late into 2024 and into 2025 right now. So okay, um, we're really fortunate, but there are still some spaces available for small things. So anybody who's looking, just reach out and we'll chat about it. So if people have some company stuff coming up, before the end of the year, possibly, maybe, or is it kind of tight? Not 100% booked. I mean, there might be a day. I mean, this this year's getting pretty tight, but uh, yeah, yeah for the most part, yeah, it might be something we can work in. You guys are so great. I'm so happy to to chat with you guys, and I can't wait to talk to you guys in person. So have, have a great rest of your week. What is today? Today is <laughs> today's Thursday. Friday. Friday, my brain is. Oh, today is Friday. Jeez, my life is just so strange. Okay, well, have a have a good tomorrow. <laughs> you too. Yeah, we'll do we'll it, talk man. to you soon.